welcome to this week's episode of the Religion Prof Podcast. I'm delighted to have a guest with me uh, all the way from the UK, uh, Paul Driscoll, uh, who is an author of a variety of things, uh, many of which relate to uh, Doctor Who. In fact, I'm not sure whether I've tracked down everything he's written to know whether all of them, in fact, are Doctor Who, but it's certainly a, a substantial amount of writing on a subject that uh, anyone who knows anything about me will know is of great interest to me as well. And among the things that he's written, one that's uh, particularly worth highlighting, and which I think, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll probably start our conversation around, although we'll see where it ends up, because with Doctor Who, you can end up anywhere, uh, is uh, the volume, The God Complex, right, about that episode, uh, by that title, in the series The Black Archive, which, if you're not familiar with it, is a series that devotes in-depth study to individual episodes of Doctor Who. And so if you are a fan, particularly if you're a fan who also likes diving into the nitty gritty, uh, connections with mythology, with religion, with uh, history, with uh, other literature, all of these kinds of things, uh, getting into deep analysis, it's, it's a wonderful series. And uh, Paul's volume in that series uh, really just, I found very engaging as somebody who had already spent a fair bit of time thinking about the God Complex and uh, Religion on Doctor Who. So, Paul, thank you so much for making time out of your day to be here on the show. And, uh, yeah, welcome. Uh, absolute pleasure to speak with you, James. So how did you end up writing about Doctor Who? Uh, I was a member of um, a forum, a Doctor Who forum, Gallifrey Base, and um, a call went out to uh, um, take part in a, in a book called You You and Who, which was a collection of personal memories of Doctor Who. Um, and so that was the first thing I wrote on Doctor Who, um, just a couple of hundred words on it. And uh, so it kind of started from there, really. I kind of made friends with a number of people through that, and that, that got me a window into writing more extensively on the, on the, on the series. Yeah, it's and the, the Black Archive is 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 just such a fascinating series. Um, mm -hmm. I don't think it's it's as well known as it deserves to be, uh, particularly cer certainly in, in in North America. Um, but uh, yeah, C do you know much about how this series got started and where it how it came about? Because it's just it's it's exciting that somebody is devoting this this level of detailed attention to a show that I love. And so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's the brainchild of the people of Obverse Books, which is uh, Stuart Douglas is the editor of Obverse Books. They produce a lot of fiction work, spin-off fiction on things like Irish Wild Time and um, City of the Saved and other other books, uh, the, the spin-off fiction. And so it started from that, really. Philip Purser Hallard, one of the writers for Ob Obverse um, it was his brainchild, really, um, and so he got together with, with with some writers that they already knew, and then put a call out for pitches. And uh, so I was quite quick off the mark to, to get a couple of pitches in for that. Wow! Um, and yeah. the kind of it, it was uh, there. There were quite a good number of academic books on Doctor Who, normally from a media studies perspective um, or philosophy. So. Mm. You've got that, and then you've got the the popular books, um, the kind of tabletop books. But there was kind of finding a bridge between those two, so so you could think more critically about Doctor Who, 
and, and take an episode and, and focus not so much on the, the production history, but on the story and, 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 and the meaning behind the story. So that, that, that was what really intrigued me about the, the, the concept. So. Yeah, there's, there's definitely a, a, a fragmentation of academic work on yeah. uh, science fiction in general, and uh, Doctor Who is one example of that. Uh, yeah. I know as an academic whose field is religious studies, uh, in fact, I started out in biblical studies, but uh, found right. my way to uh, Doctor Who uh, from there. Uh, yes. Yeah, I don't, well, maybe found my way to Doctor Who from there is not the way of putting it. That's not really the, <laughs> the story, but uh, found the opportunity to focus on something else that I found, find very interesting sure. Uh, sure. alongside it. Well, uh, similar, similarly, I was kind yeah. of inspired by some college lecturers when, when I was a student at London Bible College, which is now London School of Theology, I mm-hmm. believe. Yeah, um, there were the, the New Testament uh, professor there, Conrad Gempth, had done a lot mm-hmm. of work on film and, and and presentation of Jesus in film, and um, and then when I went to Regent's Park College in Oxford, I, I was tutored by Larry Kreitzer, who had written a book on Star Trek, right? Yeah, and, and theology in Star Trek and, and other areas like that, um, and, and and that kind of inspired me really to to think that way about Doctor Who and to relate Doctor Who to my faith. So The God Complex was really a natural um, book book to to get my teeth into, a story to get my teeth into as a starting point. Um, Because it does kind of relate to issues of faith and and there's a lot of my own personal journey that that I could work through in that, in in writing that book as well. Oh, that's, that's, that's interesting. And I'm glad you shared those details. Uh, I've actually uh, visited uh, what was, yeah, um, what's now London School of Theology. Uh, They're quite a few, they they brought over quite a few Romanian students. Um, I have a connection with uh, Romania. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then, yeah, Larry Kreutzer's work on Star Trek as well, I'm familiar with. And so, yeah, now it's making so much more sense how you'd end up uh, (laughs) doing the things that you did around this. Right. yeah, but so much, so much of Doctor Who uh, you know, has engaged with you know religion in in different sorts of ways, and yeah. sometimes multifaceted, and ways that have sort of really illustrated the fact that even an author or a producer doesn't really control their their story and what happens to it once That's people right. start watching it. Um, I think That's that right. the uh, the intention uh, behind sort of the the hymn singing, right in uh, you know the uh oh let me get the episode name now uh, right gridlock yes. i was like yes. it's like not motorway not freeway not i was like <laughs> I'm, I'm searching my brain and the word just wasn't coming gridlock <laughs> is the one right it's what happens on the motorway um, <laughs> that uh the the sort of the the intention behind it may have been one thing but people found it meaningful in you know a variety of ways you know sort of in responding to the episode yes yeah yeah and so well, that, that, yeah. that particular episode, yeah. um, I, I wrote wrote something on that um, for another um, charity anthology. Um, one of the first things I wrote, and and that 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 fascinated me too. Um, this this move from from a, a kind of Russell T Davies working through his own understanding of faith um, as as an atheist, and, and it, yeah. it was fascinating to see that um, the, the positive use of abide with me at the end. Um, kind of faith in the present and in contrast to the eschatological faith of uh, of the earlier hymn um, as they're on that motorway. Yeah. 
Um, but that, that I found that really fascinating, and and again, it, it it chimed with my own personal story and my own journey in in faith. Um, so, yeah, and of course, because human beings are religious and uh, watch mm. things, yeah, and uh, symbols resonate with people. Yeah. Uh, lots of science fiction has. Uh, what we might call sort of th- throwaway or, you know, sort of surface level, superficial, you know, sort of uh, religious emblems yeah. or terminology just tossed in, but without much depth to them. Yes. I don't know about, well, I, I, I do know about you. I was going to say, I don't know about you, uh, but I do because I've read what you've written about uh, right. uh, some of the episodes, but Doctor Who seems to have some, you know, serious depth that's there, not just because if you look for depth, you can find it, even if it's in something that's actually quite shallow, but because uh, the writers are, are drawing richly on um, a range of interests, uh, engagements with religion, with uh, classical yes. literature, with other things. Yeah. And of course, the God complex, you know, there's a, it's a, not a maze, but a labyrinth of uh, exploration of mm-hmm. uh, these topics, and God is right there in the title. Uh, yes. But one of the main sources, which of course you highlight in your book, is is mythology, right? The, uh, yes. Minotaur. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so there are there are a lot of classical, a uh, lot of, lot of drawing on classical mythology in um, science fiction. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe more so in Doctor Who than in uh, several others that immediately come to mind as uh, big franchises. And yeah. so one one question that you know strikes me is. Uh, how much that reflects sort of the uh, the the British educational context, which I think has done more with classics <laughs> than uh, sometimes uh, other countries right. have. But also, right. is there something inherently theological when you bring in uh, classical literature, when you bring in you know what people categorize as you know Greek and Roman mythology into the picture? Because of course, these are stories about yep. uh, gods, demigods, heroes, all mm-hmm. these kinds of things. Yeah, if 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 you were going to say one thing to persuade people that yeah, there's there's some depth to Doctor Who and its engagement mm-hmm. with, uh, mythology. Mm-hmm. What what would you use as examples? What might you draw to their attention? Um, I think well, the, the character of the, the Doctor himself or herself, and mm-hmm. the kind of um, that story itself has a lot of mythological roots and and allusions and. And also to to the Christ story, um, the idea of an incarnate God, uh, of someone who is totally other, coming and making a home with us, um, is this, is the stuff of countless myths, um, and and so yeah, it's really that character of of, of the Doctor and, and the alien becoming human um, that I think uh, um, opens up a whole. Well, wealth of ideas are around the areas of faith and belief, and and how much you invest in that belief and, and that that person or that religion that that you that you follow. Um, and you, the, the story of every companion is is like mm. a, a disciple, isn't it? The, the disciple's journey. Um, yeah, although more so, uh, probably, I, I, yeah, the, uh, Martha uh, probably you know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, illustrates that. Yeah, you know, as the sort of example par excellence, right? I mean, yeah. she goes around proclaiming the good news about the doctor, uh, but but you could see it in 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 others. And really, if we go back to the uh, the the earliest days of the show, mm-hmm. I mean, the doctor 
in, in some ways was the, the centerpiece and has been all throughout. Um, and of yeah. course, was the, the question of his identity was the, the title of the show and raised in the, the first yeah. story. Uh, but in many ways, the, the starting point for the show was much more the doctor as you know, the role of sort of the, the wizard in the hero's journey yes. who, who mediates this experience, this adventure for the companions who are then the ones that are in many ways the focus, much as, you know, Obi-Wan Kenobi is a, you know, an interesting character and can be a center of attention in his own right, but he really is, you know, at least starting in Star Wars, the one who is, is mediating yeah. the experience for the one who is much more the narrative focus. And so I think it's interesting to think about the episode The God Complex in relation to that because we have mm. the the center of attention moving from companions to the doctor to a very large extent and mm-hmm. and then we have this these challenges to his any illusions that he might have of his own divinity but also uh, any illusions that we might have any illusions that companions might have um yeah how does how does engaging with with mythology, with you know the whole that whole range of of uh, history of human storytelling, uh, mm-hmm. help us to really get a handle on the message of Doctor Who, as in, in terms of what it says about heroes, about gods, about uh, elevating figures, and you know their mm-hmm. their inevitable uh, frailty that we we discover sometimes us. Uh, Sending us mm. on a roller coaster of uh, of dismay sometimes, and sometimes loss of faith and other things. Yes, uh, I, I think it's um, the, the God complex fascinates me because you've got you've got the, the Minotaur who who is commanding people to praise it, and and kind of, kind of the Minotaur assumes a status of God, but actually it's it's the people that imprisoned him in, in the first place. That have created that context that, 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 for the, for the Minotaur, um, and it's kind of uh, it, it throws up the whole issue of um, objective versus subjective faith, and, and and of how much we make a god in our own image, um, and 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 that's I I think that's that's some of some of the issues that that, that explores in that particular episode and the doctor himself how much has he become that godlike figure because of the hero worship of others around him yeah so you say you say in the book and i think it's a nice mm. way of um you know capturing this that you know the 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 Mayantor function is not merely as the token monster of the week but as the key to the interpretation of this episode yeah and you provide a lot of helpful details about the history of the interpretation of that, yes. that myth and that story and that character, yes. uh, where sometimes, yeah, you know, sometimes is the villain, sometimes is the 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 tragic uh, quasi hero, yes. but certainly the uh, you know, villain or victim, you know, is mm-hmm. is, is treated mm-hmm. in different ways. Uh, you mm-hmm. also brought in lots of interesting things related to you know, um, 1984 and mm. you know, Jahannam and Islam and so much mm. that's in there. One question that people often ask when reading the Bible or when watching a, a, a television show is, yes. how much does the, the intention of the author matter in these things? Right. Um, and you know, to what extent did you, you know, because you certainly seem to have uh, found out a lot, and I'd be interested mm-hmm. to find out you know, how one finds <laughs> that out, because I'm planning on uh, writing ever yeah. more about Doctor Who myself, but finding out about you know, what an author had in mind, even if Sometimes mm. the story's um, range of meanings doesn't necessarily have to be limited just to that. Mm. 
Well, for the golf complex, I, I didn't speak to, to Toby Whithouse personally. Um, I spoke to him afterwards and, and sent him a copy of the book, which he, he appreciated. Um, so I, I don't know. I can't. I've yeah. not got a complete window into his thinking. Uh, only kind of the quotes and the interviews that he's done in the past. Um, lots of stuff in Dot Two magazine and uh, and online sources where we can pick up somebody's thinking. Um, but the the more recent one I've written on the TV movie, I did get to speak to uh, Matthew Jacobs, the screenwriter for that story, and and as I was talking to him. Uh, a lot of the, the the stuff about the doctor's hybridity and about Britishness and, and Americanization, all of that stuff, a lot of that was unconscious. It wasn't intentional on his part, but mm. you could see the links, um, kind of the, the patterns that, that we see in things, making patterns out, out of out, out of things. Um, so that was quite interesting to have that discussion with him. So yeah, yeah, and. I should probably say we, mm. as I expected, uh, we just there's so many threads and we we yeah, quickly sorry. follow them. No, 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 it's not. It's I'm 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 having a wonderful time, but I didn't <laughs> get to explain why I said you know right. said about the British uh, the classics and British uh, yeah. culture and uh, education things like that. Uh, yeah. So another interest of mine that I'm thinking of exploring mm-hmm. in the near future is um, the intersection of theology and progressive rock. Right, okay. and so as a big fan of Genesis, you know, it's like they yeah. have, you know, uh, Fountain of Samasis. There's, uh, but one that particularly comes to mind, and uh, might have to even throw a mention in if I write in <laughs> when I'm writing about uh, the most recent series. Yes, uh, there's this great uh, song, especially if you're a keyboard player like me, uh, Cinema Show, which has this great solo at the end of it. Right. But I think a lot of people listening to it probably don't catch the lyric on the chorus, which is, you know, take a little trip back with Father Tiresias. Right, and it's talking about this figure from mythology who Uh has been, you know, both a man and a woman, and commenting on these gender roles and things like that. And most more rock bands have failed to make a mention of figures like Tiresias than have mentioned him. (laughs) Genesis may be alone in that; Uh, (laughs) they're certainly not alone in engaging with uh, classic literature. But uh, there's definitely, I think, something about you know the 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 educational experience, exposure to that literature that uh, yeah, can be seen in in the storytelling, whether it's yeah. in song or television show or in anything else. Yeah, well, that was definitely the case for Toby Whithurst with with the Gold Complex. Um, he, he'd um, he, he he'd soak that story of the Minotaur in as a child, and it stayed with him. And so he does speak about that um, when Stephen Moffat suggested that the the basic idea of, of being trapped in this hotel um he, he immediately went back to that mm. um myth that, that that he'd learned as a child um and also comic books and other sources that he, that he had but it, it was those things when he was very young that kind of had stayed with him yeah but again it, that's uh interesting in itself about about um, the nature of faith um, which he explores in the in the episode, of course, but um, about faith as, as a child and, and and how we develop that faith and how we begin to see beyond uh, our narrow world um, to the possibilities outside, and that's something that attracted me to Doctor Who. It, it was this sense of otherness and the sense of, of being belonging but not belonging, and kind of 
um, seeing things around me that, that didn't quite fit in um, mm. to, 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 the, to the world as, as to, to normality, if, if you like to call it that, what kind of people thought was normal. So uh, kind of, yeah, those stories and Doctor Who became one of those myths for me uh, mm. as I was growing up. Yeah, and I, I do think that, you know, a helpful way of approaching uh, Doctor Who and certainly uh, maybe science fiction in general is that it it really is mythology for the the present day. It is, yes. And in, in some yes. cases, it's quite self-consciously reworking older yes. mythology for the present day. Yes. Um, yes. I think for those who are interested in religion and theology, that's what that's one thing that makes it so interesting is that uh, there were certain uh, metaphysical assumptions about uh, what sorts of beings you might encounter that come yeah. down from up there, uh, or if you get the chance to be carried away on a journey from down here to up there. Uh, yeah. And some of those assumptions about what's up there and uh, how one gets there and uh, who you might end up traveling with have changed. But yeah. the desire to tell those stories and to explore our place in the universe mm-hmm. through those kinds of stories mm-hmm. uh, remains. And so yeah. I think... It's it it certainly surprises some people that you know there's so much you know that you that on Doctor Who on Star Trek uh, characters encounter mm-hmm. you know Kronos or Apollo or you know a Minotaur or yes demons or whatever it is yes. but yeah you know, from my perspective having you know really dug into this it's it's not surprising it's in fact maybe to be expected yeah definitely and. Um... Uh, one, one of the Doctor Who episodes that, that that I go back to quite regularly is the Rings of Our Carton, where where the Doctor confronts this creature that set itself up as a god, and uh, there's some really interesting discussions on faith there, and the Doctor speaking about faith in terms of story, and mm-hmm. um, that that if if you were to say what faith does the Doctor have, what does the Doctor believe in, it's it is that power of story and the power of the imagination to fire us and to create um to create something new and to bring hope in, in into existence and then you've got the the link between religion and art and kind of that the, they both have similar functions in, in a way um and so kind of something that vincent van gogh as an artist he was kind of always mm. uh he would relate his artwork to his faith his father's faith as a pastor and and see them as very similar things that bring in us a sense of divinity, a sense of otherness, a sense of wonder at the world, and um, uh, and so so I think whether it's a, a story painted in a picture or a story told as a tale, it's kind of it, it, it's part of that journey of faith and, and of discovery and of connect, connecting us um, to others around us. Yeah, and I actually was even even before uh, you sort of led things there. I was thinking the one place I want to make sure we get to, because it's it's such an interesting question as raised explicitly in the episode "The God Complex." Yeah, is the one you you just uh, naturally moved in anyway? Because I think our our thinking seems to uh, converge and follow similar paths. Right. Uh, for some people, the most interesting question on Doctor Who is Doctor Who, right? But yeah, uh, I it, in many ways I think you know I'm at least slightly more fascinated by the question that Amy raises in the God complex. What do time Lords pray to? Uh, right. I mean, that one, I mean, I, I, I can't remember 
ever th- feeling, I mean, I've, I get excited watching Doctor Who, but you know, yes. somebody who also studies religion, you know, when something like mm-hmm. that is raised explicitly, even if it's mm-hmm. not answered directly, I'm yeah, like, exactly. I feel giddy, <laughs> right? And so I wondered whether, you know, when you say in your book, you know, as you said now, you know, uh, in Doctor Who, story is God. Mm. Uh, do you think that's the answer to that question? Uh, I mean, maybe they don't pray to story, but is, you know, because it's, it's, I think it's a question that's worth asking, even if the answer is, you know, well, it doesn't look like they pray to anything. Uh, okay. And how do we make sense of that in this universe? But uh, what would, you know, do you think that the show hints at an answer to that question? I think I think um, I think it's it's very much an open-ended mm. thing, isn't it? And and in fact, in the new series, um, there's some very interesting things to be said about the Doctor's faith in the mm-hmm. new series, and that's 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 yeah. quite a new direction from a Doctor that was was quite cynical, and and um, quite quite aware of, of the failings of his own faith and belief. We now have a Doctor who's comfortable in her own skin and is happy to engage in, in, in prayer with others. Um, she, she leads a sacrament. She, she marries mm-hmm. a, a couple and, and then we, we there's that, that book of I can't remember what it's called now. I've forgotten the name of it, but there, there's a, the name of a book that the doctor's mentioned in that, that's got quite religious connotations. Um, uh, not, not the, the history of the time war. Uh, uh, no, no, it's, oh, no. It's, or is, are you, or is it a real world a book, book or book a, book of or something like that that comes up in oh, one of the episodes, okay. and and the doctors recorded in yeah. that, um, mm. and then then, so yeah, uh, yeah. I think I think that's quite interesting, and that that might be would be interesting to see how yeah. that might develop, whether we we do get something a little bit more definitive about that. Yeah, um, but the time odds are they kind of. As a concept, it's the, they they kind of set themselves up as as the gods who watch and and uh, and don't interfere. If, if 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 that's the theory, anyway. Yeah, I mean, I could well see, and I think it would make for an interesting story. Whether it was mm. uh, uh, an actual episode or mm. a series, whether it was novels, whether it was simply mm-hmm. fan fiction or academic speculation, but yeah. that the Doctor's faith. And the doctor's mm-hmm. individual personal answer to that question might be different than sort of the yes. cultural identity collective answer of the Time Lords. Yes. Because yeah. there's definitely the doctor sort of charts uh, her own path in a lot of ways, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, didn't always see eye to eye. And so it would be interesting if uh, religion, worldview, things like that were part of that. Yes. Um, yeah. I've sometimes wondered about sort of you know, time itself or history itself mm-hmm. as taking almost a, a, a quasi divine status mm. in the show, mm. at least initially, you know, but even sometimes more recently where it's like, you know, whether it's William Hartnell's doctor saying, you know, I dare not, you know, yeah. tamper with history, right. That this yeah. is, this is this power that's greater than I. And if I, if I do this, it's, it's almost like balking at divine providence or something like that. There's a way that things are meant to be. And, you know, of course, you know, the, well, I'm, I'm going, I'm not going to try and use the numbering just because you know, uh-huh. the, the war doctor's redemption has thrown a spanner into the works of the yeah. any attempt to refer to them. Right. But uh, where the doctor does try to, you know, save, you know, save some people, uh, you know, the waters mm-hmm. on Mars episode, things like that. And it's like, okay, mm-hmm. but this is, 
you know, you're sort of the mm. doctor playing with fire and things like that. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm also very interested in that, uh, those mentions of faith, the, uh, uh, what is it? The, the, the non-denominational <laughs> wedding and uh, the, the very use of yeah. that phrase on the show is uh, yes, uh, very striking. Yes, one, one Corinthians right. 13 in a non-denominational right. wedding. <laughs> yeah. Paraphrasing uh, at least. Right. <laughs> but I'm interested in the, I, I would love to get a copy of the script just because uh, mm. I, I listened very closely and more than once to what the doctor says there. And uh, she says, uh, what I believe in, my faith, mm. And yes. I'm wondering, it's, is it what I believe in my faith or is it what I believe in, comma, my yes. faith? Yes, exactly. Yeah, that's, that's uh, and, open to, to, right. to debate, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, well, I would, I'm the sort of person who if the script said something, I'd probably say, <laughs> okay, well, that's fairly definitive, uh, yes. even if you could hear more than one thing. Yeah. Um, do you have a sense that, you know, if we, if we think about, you know, for instance, you know, the Curse of Fenric, Right, mm-hmm. which is that uh, episode from the Sylvester McCoy yep. series in which faith uh, and doubt, you know, and of course a a, a Christian minister uh, who's having a crisis of faith, yes, uh, yes. lost his faith is a, a major character. Yes. But I remember the first time I watched it, I didn't have the volume turned up all that loud, and so I just heard the right. doctor muttering and didn't quite catch it. And uh-huh. then somebody said, "Oh, no, 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 no! Go back and listen. Turn it up." Mm-hmm. And I did. And of course, the doctor's faith, uh, spoiler alert, uh, but the doctor's faith in that episode, what he's chanting religiously to perfect, protect himself from these, uh, these attackers who yeah. you know, will otherwise, you know, you know, he'll be vulnerable to them, is the names of his companions. Yes. Do you think that the, what the doctor says in the most recent episodes, talking about sort of what, what she believes in, her faith, is it essentially the same thing or do you do you have a sense that the latest season might be taking things in at least a slightly different direction well uh, in terms of theology and in the in the, in, in this new series the, the thing that, that i was struck with is the, this concept of powerlessness and the theology of powerlessness and that's something that's quite current at the moment in in, in theological thinking there's some very interesting work going on in in that whole area and it's quite a contrast also to um, what what we had under Stephen Moffat um, with with the Doctor, um, this messianic figure that kind of was kind of at one point withdrew from it and kind of but 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 he he went back to it he he, he couldn't help but be that savior figure, um, but but the, 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 in, the, in the new series we have this embracing of powerlessness and uh, I, I find that quite interesting. The, off we there's many scenes where the doctor um is about to go into the the big eye and the doctor's speech and then it fails it, it mm. falls, falls flat and um then she draws attention to uh her, her family uh, her those around her and 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 so i i find that quite an interesting new direction to take and, and it'll be interesting to see if that pans out further in the series with with what with, with the companion stories but uh, and there's a lot of discussion of, of death bereavement and and how you mm. how you respond to that and, and cope with that which is obviously a big question a big theological debate in itself yes 
Well, I think one, you know, we, we have a long while to wait until our next uh, dose of new Doctor we Who. Do, yeah. so, long gaps, uh, I think. <laughs> yeah, so one, one nice way, I think, of, of filling mm. that gap and keeping mm. ourselves, uh, you know, comforted in the, uh, the time that remains is, you know, digging mm. in, you know, re- rewatching, writing about, yeah. uh, talking about mm. uh, the episodes that have gone before. Mm. Um, yeah, is there, you know, uh, so you've been involved in writing about something. Are there either things that you're hoping to work on in the near future uh, to write about, or are there things that you think you know you're you're not going to do it, but you hope somebody will? Or you know, <laughs> well, I've um, I've just finished editing um, a collection called Army of Ghosts, which is a collection of essays on the the dot two stories that tend to get overlooked and forgotten. Over, over time um it's one of a series of books there, there there's been one on on the, the stories everyone hates to love or loves to hate <laughs> and then there's going to be one on 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 the stories that regard as the classics but but this the army of ghosts is quite interesting it's about those stories that tend to get forgotten for whatever reason um in the kind of the the, the stories that, that no one talks about so that's i'm looking forward to that one coming out I am working on on a black archive for the future, but um, I can't uh, announce what that right. is yet. So. Yeah, and, <laughs> and but, yeah, and, and I'm interested and, in seeing whether I can uh, possibly end up doing one of those too. Uh, right. It was, it was interesting when I looked mm. at the the this series so far, given how mm. much, yeah, you know, how many episodes of Doctor Who there are, and how popular mm. some of them are. Uh, how many of the ones that engage with religion with faith? Are actually some of the first ones that people claimed and have written about. Oh dear! <laughs> and so I don't know if you noticed that. It seemed yes. to me, but looking through them, it's like yeah, these they're, are all the ones that would have been sort of top of the list if you're going to somebody's coming. Yeah, that's with right. Yeah. A background like mine in sort of theology and religious studies and those kinds of yeah. things. So, uh, but again, that, that, that might have something to say yeah. about um, the role of story and, and faith yeah. and, yeah. And, and 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 the importance of uh, of, of our stories. Yeah. And so, so as you say, these are our, our modern day mythologies, our, our modern day stories about faith and and belief. So, yeah, and probably in religion as in science fiction, you know, when the the stories have all the they they simply hit us with all the answers and don't leave us with <laughs> puzzles and questions. Uh, they're not serving. Uh, the most useful role in human lives. Uh, That's right. Yeah. Although I, I appreciate, yeah, and I should mention, I appreciated that you engaged with and uh, brought uh, Fowler's work on uh, faith development yes. into the picture yes. as well, well, which was uh, wonderful. But yeah, let me, because uh, I don't want to take up any more time of, uh, mm-hmm. from your day. I know we've gone, we've been talking for, I think, a little over half an hour now. Um, right. And it would be easy to go on endlessly, uh, but yes. we should probably say, Let's do this again if we find we uh, have, more, have more yes. that we want to say about Doctor Who and religion, things that occur to us after we finish. But I want to highlight uh, the Black Archive series and in particular uh, your volume on the God Complex. Uh, if you are at all interested in Doctor Who, uh, particularly if you're interested in Doctor Who and religion, this is a book you will want to get. It engages with the episode in so many ways and with such depth, uh, you will enjoy it. And it will help you figure out what was up with the fish <laughs> and that's that's where it ends and uh, i love i love that there's a, a sort of a douglas adams reference in the chapter title it's like so long and what about the fish or something like yes. that but uh 
I just love that you dug into the details and uh, offered some some really really compelling interpretations of some of them uh, that uh, suggest that yeah where it might be easy to just say well I don't know what to do with that so maybe it's just there for light comic uh, relief actually oftentimes there is something deeper and more symbolic about it if we if we look closely yes. Yeah. So, Paul, thank you f- so much for being on the show today. Absolute thank you pleasure. for the things that you've written about Doctor Who. And yeah, I look forward, whether through Facebook or uh, email or future mm-hmm. podcasts or reading things each other writes uh, and have, have written, continuing the conversation because uh, there's obviously a lot more to be said than we had time for today. So thank you again. And to everyone out there who's listening, uh, thank you for listening and bye for now. <laughs>